comes the bride with a knife that's one inch wide. Where is the groom dead in the dressing room? Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome to Death Do Us Part. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And today we are talking about what, broken promises? Uh, forgetting. Well, forgetful, forgetful, broken. Yeah. Forgetfulness. Not uh, thinking about your significant other when you've told them you're going to do something. Which leads to, I mean, I wouldn't say it's as intense as broken promises because I don't think they're like that deep but well my uh, murder you say you're is... gonna do something and <laughs> <laughs> when you say you're gonna do something and then it just completely slips your mind because it's not important to you yeah yeah we're talking about mundane things not like i promise that i will never i promise to love you forever and never cheat on open. you oops i forgot yeah yeah that's a topic in and like itself <laughs> infidelity i'm sure uh is the supreme cause of lots of marital murders Oh, oh yeah. Well, hopefully our patrons um, aren't forgetful and they can listen to us. Uh, especially Sarah Eyre at Sarah's Smile 83, Jimmy Fuquay at The Jimmy Fuquay, and Burn at Murderific Podcast. You can find us at deathdoispartpodcast.com, at ddupcast on Instagram, and email us for the love of God at ddup.podcast at gmail.com. Did I get it all? Yeah, and I'm actually really stoked because I have a fancy drink. Oh, you do! I'm pretty what is excited it? about. Um, so I've been craving orange juice really hard. I think it's because we had these fresh oranges just like sitting on the counter, and I don't like I don't like peeling oranges, and I also don't really like sitting there and eating oranges. Mm-hmm. And I don't yep. really like orange juice, but I just had to have orange juice. Well, you know what orange juice so, has in it? Folic vitamin acid. Vitamin C. It's got folic acid, oh. which is like one of the essential things during pregnancy. So maybe maybe your body's just craving it for your baby. Maybe. I have been taking these terrible prenatal vitamins every day. So this baby's very needy. But um, So <laughs> they were just staring me in the face and I was like, I have to make orange juice. But then we didn't really have enough oranges to make as much orange juice as I wanted. So I also just threw in like some lemons in there. And I oh, made like... Yeah orange lemonade basically and it was so good i drank the whole entire picture of it in one day which i don't suggest <laughs> um so then i then you didn't had my stop husband for 24 hours this was like yesterday so then i had him go last night and buy orange juice and lemonade like containers of it so i could keep mixing it together because it's the only thing i want to drink right now that reminds me of like drake and josh when they each had their different sodas and they're like Mix them, brother! And they went slosh, 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 <laughs> and they mixed them all up. That's what that reminds me of. Makes me very, uh, very happy, too. It's very nostalgic. Yeah, I was going to say, you're just living, like, your best nostalgic life right now. Um, So I thought that I'd created this beautiful invention, and I was like, I'm so stoked, and I'm going to tell everybody about it. And then I realized I should probably do my due diligence real quick, um, because those are two very common drinks, and 
me thinking that I'm the first person to combine <laughs> them is completely idiotic. No one in the world um, has put orange juice and lemonade together. No one. No. no. And I was like telling my husband when we were on a walk yesterday, and I was like, and it would be so good if you put alcohol in it and yada, yada, yada. And I can't believe I thought of this, blah, blah, blah. And to his credit, he didn't like laugh in my face uh-huh. or say anything really. He was like, yep, it's good. And that was pretty much it. Um, but I did a Google. <laughs> And it's called a St. Clements. Oh, okay. It's a non-alcoholic cocktail, um, which consists of orange juice mixed with bitter lemon, a.k.a. lemonade, in equal proportions. And the name of the drink refers to an English nursery rhyme. Uh, refers to the English nursery rhyme, Oranges and Lemons. I've Beats heard, me. Yep, I've heard of it Never heard of it. I think it's on that uh, Mother Goose Club, I think. Is it? I think so. I tried to that sleep through that like when the kids watch it. That on weekend mornings. Anyway, uh, um, we've made this drink with oranges, lemons, and limes in the correct proportions. And it's like one of the most refreshing beverages I've ever had. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, so I guess that they say that you do orange juice and lemon juice over ice in a highball glass. I did orange juice and lemonade over a gallon of ice in a giant 32-ounce Starbucks cup. <laughs> <laughs> so same thing. You have a whole lemon tree in there. Um, and so the other thing is, if you did want to put alcohol in it, um, absolute at absolute.com has a version of it that has vodka in it. Delicious. So, um, you could put vodka in it. I can't. So my my drink is alcohol less alcohol free because you were were ready for solidarity. I thought about getting a beer and I'm like, that's kind of a dick move. So I, I have a Coke. And we had a, a lemon on the table to squeeze over our dinner tonight. Uh, not unlike your son that you told me about who had to have fresh lime on his quesadilla. <laughs> my sushi so child. <laughs> I was cleaning up the table and I had my glass of, of Coke and I was like, you know, fuck it. And I just squeezed some lemon juice in there. And you know what it tastes like? Coke. Lemon Coke? Because it's so acidic already. It, you just It's just like, I need more. Coke, I, I would need to it's... like put lemonade in it. It's Coke, but slightly burning your teeth off. Coke does that already by itself. It's true. Um, It's it's burning something. Speaking of my bougiest child, um, did I tell you that if we want him... So he used to like cheese sticks, but now if you'd like him to eat a cheese stick for a snack, Mm -hmm. you have to tell him that it is a goat cheese stick. Because our child has decided that he only eats goat cheese. <laughs> and so you'll be like, do you want a cheese stick? And then he just looks you dead in the eye and he's like, is it goat cheese stick? And I'm like, of course it's goat cheese stick. Who do you think we are? And then he eats it. <laughs> uh, he's a bohemian. How did this child become <laughs> so sophisticated? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you have high taste, but I've met your husband. So no, but like, quite well, understand. He, Although your pregnant self is all about cheeto, hot Cheetos, and what do you dip them in? I don't know what, what you do with those bags of Cheetos. Oh, hot! Che- well, I can't eat them anymore because I have heartburn. Um, but I was eating hot Cheetos dipped in peanut butter. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I do have to say, my bougie child did eat a hot Cheeto, and I was really worried because I thought it was going to be too spicy for him, and he loved it. Um, but. He's out here eating limes, too, so I don't know. He'll eat anything is the moral of the story. 
<laughs> well, except for like normal kid foods, like um, he doesn't like hot dogs and he won't eat mashed potatoes. I don't eat processed meat and anything that comes from a cow. Must be goat cheese, <laughs> lentils, whatever else. Um, is and he fancy, really only likes um, plain Greek yogurt. I've gotten him other yogurts <laughs> and he doesn't like them. He wants plain Greek yogurt. So. Oh, man. What have you done? Uh, I mean, I don't mind because I feel like for the most part, he's pretty healthy. He's just kind of expensive. <laughs> right? It's not a bad thing. That's true. So let's get into some complaints. Um, talking about forgetting things or saying you'll do something and then not. Uh, uh, Kelly will oftentimes, well, she doesn't really do this with like tasks. Like if she says she's going to do something, she'll most often do it, but it's more about like cleaning something up or putting it away. So a lot of times I'll like clean off the bar and I'll leave a pile of hair clips, earrings, hair ties, whatever else she's pulled off of her body and just thrown on there. I'll just get it in a neat little pile and I'll say, Hey, this is all your stuff. Put it away, which is a nice way of saying there's a bunch of shit here. I want it gone off the bar. And so that'll sit there all the way until the next time I clean the bar, which is not very frequently. And then it just I just add more stuff to the pile until I carry it upstairs and dump it on her dresser. And then it sits on her dresser? Yeah, yeah, until she cleans it up. Um, now she has, and, and you've lived with her. I'm sure you can attest to things being left out for extended periods of time. I don't know, because when I lived with her, we lived at home, and I feel like my mom would have, like, thrown it at her until she took it upstairs <laughs> uh yeah probably probably what about like the food she hid in her room so she could have snack time <laughs> that's uh sh the weird part about that to me what always grossed me out is like okay you want to have bed snack time which i don't enjoy to begin with but she would like put stuff in bowls uh -huh. It would be like she made like icing or something or like something. <laughs> she like peanut butter and she put it in a bowl with like a spoon. Honestly, it seemed like she mixed powdered sugar and like water together and put it in a bowl with a spoon and then did who knows what with it. But then she'd leave the bowl and the spoon under her bed for God knows how long <laughs> until one day my poor mom found it and it would be like cement like it would be so hard in there like you couldn't take the spoon like honestly if it was me i'm sure my mom like soaked it for five days and like cleaned it i would have just taken it and been like this isn't worth it and just like thrown the whole house out so just throw it away <laughs> so, uh -huh. yeah, so you can you can attest to this now she does clean up probably a lot more than uh when she was a kid, and you guys were living. Oh, at your I would hope house. we all clean up a lot more at this point than we did when we were sixteen. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So yeah, it's not like that. But um, the other thing that happens, um, where it's something of hers, and I'll offer to put it away if she just tells me where she wants it, and then she'll say, "Oh, that's okay. I'll take care of it later." And I'm like, mm, "Will you?" And then uh, it sits there for for days and days until I just find a home for it, and then she can no longer find it. She's like, "Where did you put that?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, it was sitting out, so I just I put it, you know, on your dresser or in your sock drawer or whatever it is, whatever the, the kind of thing it is." And she's like, "Well, I couldn't find it because you put it away." And I'm like, "Yeah, but at least but it it's was away. put away." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, um, it's not of... it's not that bad, but. Um, yeah, that gets me, especially since I've been keeping the kitchen as clean as I possibly can, and I've become, like, neurotic about it. 
if anything's in there, it either becomes trash or I just th- throw it somewhere else. That's, I have a feel, feeling that my children in the future are going to get really annoyed with me because it's either you put it away or if it's been sitting on the counter for too long, I just assume no one wants it and then I throw it away. And that happens a lot. That's good. Get rid of it. Uh, yeah, I'm tired of it. We obviously don't need it if no one's touching it. So, and I, and I, asked, uh, but you actually I asked Kelly kind of about remind- this habit, though, and she said, she's like, what? I didn't break my promise to you or, or whatever she said. She's like, well, I, I didn't go back on my word. I said I'd clean it up later and I will. I just didn't mean that <laughs> night. <laughs> and then she just smiles at me. Like, Her enough. later is like two months later. <laughs> right. Uh, so, um, But you did remind me of, so we're at my parents' house kind of recently, I guess. And, um, my mom was trying to find something in the drawer and she complained to my husband um, about how they have lived in their house for 25 years or whatever it is. And everything's been in the same place, probably the whole entire time. And my dad still doesn't know where anything in the kitchen goes. So he'll like dry dishes and he'll just throw them in random places. And then my mother is trying to look for it or she like opens a drawer for something else. And then she just sees like, measuring cups that don't belong anywhere in there and she was complaining to nick about it which is kind of funny because we're walking home and then nick was telling me that he literally heard my voice coming out of her mouth because he does that same shit and i'm always like i don't understand why you don't know where anything goes and um yeah (laughs) i think it's funny and i was like that's a little rude that you just told me that you heard my voice coming out of my mother but okay (laughs) That is a little strange, slightly edible. But I think it's funny when like parents complain to their kid in laws <laughs> that make right. And they're like complaining about their children uh, or, or their spouse to you, and you're like, I'm not allowed to say anything bad about my father in law. <laughs> it's, it's against the rules. So I'm gonna nod and smile and be like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's it. Just nod. I think she just was going to complain to whoever was there and it just happened to be Nick was standing next to her. So your mom did say the last time we were over there all together, your mom said something. I cannot remember what it is. Um, But Nick and I both looked at her and then looked at each other and we just started laughing. It was something she said to your dad and it's like word for word, something you've got on your dad was doing something wrong or stupid. And it was like word for (laughs) word, what you've said to Nick and he's like that's where she gets it from <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like well yeah it was really funny but I think uh, I think it was warranted whatever it was I can't recall I'm sure uh, so um, my actual complaint is um, kind of the same thing uh, like he always says that he's going to, like, he always promises he's going to do something, but then he'll say, like, oh, I'll do that later. I'll do it tonight, actually, is generally what happens. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, oh, I'll do it tonight. And then he starts playing video games, and then tonight ends, and he goes to bed, and he doesn't do it. Yep. yep. Um, so a perfect example recently was he bought two watermelons not that long ago. Um, and he cut one of them up and the other one we didn't cut up because that's a lot of watermelon and I don't, the watermelon's disgusting. So, um, (laughs) one and a half people can only eat so much watermelon. 
Um, but then it'd been sitting there for a while and we'd finished the other watermelon and I was like, Hey, you really need to cut that up. I bought a pineapple. I said, I'll cut up the pineapple. If you cut up the watermelon. And he was like, okay, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. So then I went and immediately cut up the pineapple because I said I would. Of course. Um, and then now it's been four days of me casually being like, Hey, remember when you said you would cut up that watermelon? That's going to be bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and like I could, my thing with always with this, it's always for like chore agreements too. Like I'll be like, oh, I'll pick up the to Calvin, all Calvin's toys, or like pick up this and do this and do that. Um, and then he'll be like, cool, I'll fold this laundry when it's done because it's in the dryer and it's late at night and I want to go to bed. And I'm like, great. And then he doesn't do it. And like, yeah, I could do it. Same thing as like I am capable of cutting up a watermelon, but watermelon is disgusting and it smells so bad. <laughs> But like then it's like not I'm just fan. doing everything and why it's not a trade off. If it's like I'll do this and you do that and then you just end up doing both things, it's not. Nope. Then why did we even have a conversation? <laughs> yeah. So I'll yeah, just let the watermelon sit there and go bad and then I'll be like, "Well, that was a waste of $3 or however much a watermelon costs and won't care that much cuz I wasn't going to eat it anyways." You know who'll care? Poor Calvin. He oh, loves watermelon. <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of watermelon, we had a watermelon that was sitting out for too long. And it was overripe, so it, it wasn't like bad. It wasn't, you weren't going to get sick, but it didn't taste great. It just kind of tasted bland. And so um, Kelly was cutting it up, and I was holding Sawyer, and he's like, ah, food. Me want food, caveman. And we're like, nope, you can't, you can't eat it. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she found a recipe to use like overripe watermelons to make agua fresca, mm -hmm. and which would taste great. But he was like, "The fuck, guys! There's a giant watermelon. You're cutting it up, and it's not in my mouth." And he was so pissed off. Kids just don't really care so if fruit tastes good or not. No, we ended up just giving him some, and he didn't care at all. But no, they—that's not the point. They just don't. I don't know why, but they don't care if it's like good. Yeah, They're it can like, be it's sour. Fruit, it can be it. hard, like a, a pear that's not ripe yet. It's, it's like an apple pear, and they don't care at all. No. It just has sugar in it, fructose. And they're like, "Give it to me. I want it. I need. I need the sugar high." Um, so I did find a murder of someone who killed a woman who killed her husband for forgetting. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, it was really short. I had a very hard time finding like I basically found the same little blurb over and over again in 8000 articles, no matter how I searched for this. Yeah, this was a hard one to search for, actually. Yeah, I I guess that people don't kill their spouses that much over forgetting things which was surprising to me unless it's something specific like we've covered before forgetting to put the toilet seat down or something like that but not just like being a forgetful person i guess it's forgivable i don't know yeah it's like, very like, passive oh, well, it's very passive that's it's not just like um i guess how your brain works so <laughs> yep. i don't know um so this is lila tupikova who um, was very upset when her husband, Kalpik, forgot her birthday before he went to work in the morning. So it was her 45th birthday, August 2011. This is in Russia. I don't know if you could tell from how I was, I'm sorry, butchering <laughs> those names, I'm sure, but this is in Russia. Um, so 
she was mad. She had just turned 45, which isn't like the tiniest of birthdays. I think anything once yeah. you get old and it's like a a five or a zero at the end, it's kind of like a bigger deal than like a 43, we'll say. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So her 45th birthday, he didn't remember in the morning before heading out to work. So um, she waited at home and then she was kind of expecting that when he got home, he would bring like a gift or some flowers or something to show that he remembered her birthday and he just hadn't mentioned it in the morning. Uh, maybe he hadn't had his coffee yet. Who knows? Mm -hmm, um, but mm -hmm. instead, he showed up home from work and he had nothing in his hands because uh -oh. he totally forgot and did not realize that it was his wife's 45th birthday. Damn. Which I, I'm going to go ahead and say that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah, assuming they've been married for a fair bit of time, that means he, it's a lot of birthdays that have gone by where you should pretty much know, like, coming up on that date, I know it's coming up even soon. Even if you weren't married for very long, then it would be, like, even a bigger deal because... That's true. I feel like the first birthday, you're always like, oh, this is this sets the whole tone for all the birthdays in the future or whatever, if that's important to you. Like, I just I don't understand how you you're, don't. You're, you're of the opinion. I don't care about my birthday. No, although I, my mother-in-law doesn't know what day my birthday is, and that's not. She wished me happy birthday this last year on the incorrect day. That's fun. Yeah. Super good. Although you have like a lot of help nowadays because, you know, you could just look yeah. on Facebook and it will probably tell you. Right. Right. I used to, before you Facebook. You have to do like a minimum amount of effort. I'd put them in my phone. Like. Like, your birthday's in my phone from years ago. Right. And every year it pops up on my calendar. That way I don't have to be a, a, a dumbass if I lose track of time. Facebook does it now, you're right, but it's not that hard. At this hard. point, though, it's not that hard. Message, birthday, message be... to anybody who uh, forgets a birthday who's friends with them on Facebook or related to them by marriage. It's not that hard. Or related to them in real life. Yeah, or blood-related. Could you imagine like oh i forgot my sister's birthday i just you just can't because you make oh. plans in advance and stuff so anyways back on track to this poor woman whose husband did forget her birthday mm -hmm. um so she even put in like a bunch of effort for herself basically um oh and she cooked like a romantic dinner for two thinking like maybe he'd realize something special was going on aka her goddamn birthday right, right um and he was just sitting there being like why are we having such a fancy dinner like this is weird for tuesday or whatever <laughs> um oh, and boy. so finally like in the middle of their meal it was too much for her so she seized a kitchen knife and stabbed him just above his heart Ooh. Um, he was 50, and he lost a ton of blood and basically, like, immediately went into shock and died. Um, she called the police and confessed her guilt. And in 2011, August was awaiting trial and then dropped off the face of the fucking earth. <laughs> I could find literally no fall. I mean, I'm assuming she confessed her guilt. She stabbed him. They had to find her guilty. She probably spent some amount of time in jail. Right. But yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find anything else. I found like um this article where people made comments on it and somebody's comment was um 
true love means you never have to stab each other in the heart with a kitchen knife. And I was like, ah, <laughs> uh, romance in 2020. Right. We're all cooped up. I'm sure we're all a little bit closer to seizing that knife, as you, as you so eloquently put it. I, I bet there's a lot more to this, too. Right. It wasn't just like he was forgetful on her birthday, but I, if you forget oh, someone's I, birthday, come you on. have to be neglecting them like yeah. Like you have to like to go to the point where you don't even notice that it's their birthday. I yeah, I also feel like yeah, I couldn't didn't mention find anything any else. Kids, so it's not like he's got a bunch of birthdays to remember, most likely. But also like the fact that she couldn't just say like, "Hey, it's my birthday, dude." WTF? Yeah, yeah. And then have him be like, "Wow, I really suck." Okay, let me fix this. That I feel like is a. a break in their communication so if someone forgets your birthday and you're really mad about it um instead of grabbing the nearest um pointy object by you probably just say did you know today's my birthday and then watch them feel like a complete asshole in front of you by the sound of it i don't think he would care (laughs) he would just be like no i'm sorry i don't even think he would have said i'm sorry he would have just been like ah okay (laughs) <laughs> that's my russian whoops whoops <laughs> so yeah i don't really know what happened to her but um she's in the gulag died and... I don't know. <laughs> whatever they have over there i was gonna say are you just ris- listing like the three things you know about russia yep <laughs> that's it Pro- i think proknost is a, a russian cheers uh what else i got that's it that's all i got for russian well, my murder is also international. This is a story in the UK, and I think it might be the saddest murder that I've read. It's kind of like the notebook of murders. Oh, no. If that's even possible. Um, and it's about like keeping promises, um, which on today's topic, it's... Is it... You is know. it the notebook of murder where like she came back and she was engaged, but instead of him being like, look, I built a house, he just killed her instead? No, no, more like wow. the, near the end, more like near the end of the notebook. Is this the Alzheimer one? Uh, well, dementia. I mean, maybe she had Alzheimer's as well. She was. Oh, I definitely, when I was researching this, found saw one that was. Um... Well, don't spoil it. It might be the same kind of story. All right, fine. <laughs> I'll let you tell, and then I'll tell you that I didn't pick it because I thought it was too sad. Well, I did not. <laughs> well, I know I thought it was pretty damn sad, but I wanted to share it anyway because it was I weird. Know. It was I was like, weird everything's ending. already been so sad. I can't have more sad, so I couldn't do the research. So tell me. Make me sad. Okay, get ready. Get your get your tissues ready. Uh, so, yeah, this is in the UK with uh, P- Patricia Franks, who is married to Lawrence Franks. Um, this, this story is from November of 2018 in the Manchester Evening News. Um, so Lawrence and Patricia were married for 60 years, 60 years, long time. And she started to get sick. So Patricia begged her husband, Lawrence, to never put her into a care home. She made him promise and he did promise and he worked really hard to keep that promise. Um, so at the time she was 84 years old and he was 86 and he really did a great job, um, maintaining her health, uh, making sure she got to her hair appointments, I think weekly. Um, they still went on holiday. Um, they, they traveled together and, and even in their, their later years, he made sure they did all of, of this stuff. 
but she became immobile. Uh, she was incontinent at the time, and she could barely even recognize her husband uh, near the end of her life. So, hence the reference to the, the notebook, because she was diagnosed with dementia, I think, 10 years prior. Um, so, for 10 years, by himself, he's been caring for his wife who had dementia. So That's now, a lot of work. 10 years is a long time. Yeah, that too. So, in the notebook... He put his wife in a care home, and he visited her, and he longed for those few days. She remembered him, right, if I'm recalling correctly? Like, yes. Once in a while, she'd remember, and it would just be like the greatest day. Well, Lawrence, instead, hit her in the back of the head with a scaffolding pole multiple times. That was his solution <laughs> to keeping his promise. And I'm making, okay, I'm making so, it sound worse. I mean- I, I do think I am, it's actually I think it's a little selfish to tell like your spouse or anyone like you cannot put me in a home. I don't care how hard it is on you. You have to like, you know, spend your life taking care of me. Right, right. Cuz for those 10 years he like... had a little bit of well, there's more to the story than that. So um anyway, so he hit her in the back of the head with a scaffolding pole, but he wasn't sure that she was dead, so then he smothered her just in case. And and at that moment when he hit her uh, and thought she might not be dead, I just have to imagine that was horrific for him. Because for him, he was ending her life so she didn't have to go into a care facility. It's not like he hated her or wanted to do her harm. Right, he right. was trying to do something quick and painless. Um, so he fulfilled and his instead promise. And he was this. like, oh, no, I inflicted a bunch of pain on yeah, her. Yeah, now she's suffering. Um, but he did fulfill his promise in a very dark way. So when this came time for trial, uh, I read a bunch of quotes from the judge, and he just seemed kind of baffled by this. Uh, he described it as a heartrending case. He saw that Lawrence, the husband, was um, had devotion to her. Um, it was total and unconditional, he said. And Lawrence ended up pleading guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility, which I had to look up because this is a UK charge. It's not vernacular that mm-hmm. I'm familiar with. So that's a conviction for manslaughter by reason of diminished responsibility, necessarily mean, which means that the offender's ability to understand the nature of the conduct from uh, a rational judgment and or exercise self-control was substantially impaired. So basically, he wasn't in full control of himself, right? It's kind of like an insanity plea um, without saying you're insane. Got it. So Lawrence cared for his wife, as I said, for those 10 years when she was diagnosed with dementia. Um, they had no kids, so he would always be the one so, to take So it was her. like literally just him. Yep. It wasn't like kids were coming and checking in on him. It was just him. Um, and he was offered help uh, from some other extended family and social services, but they all wanted to put her in a care home. So they were willing to help him set her up. Mm-hmm. He was like, no. Like, I'm not going to do that. If that's your help, then I'm going to do this by myself. Um, Now, he was diagnosed by two uh, psychiatrists appointed by the court with adjustment disorder, which was brought on by the stress of his caretaker role. um, Mm -hmm. And that led to them agreeing with his plea of diminished responsibility. Um, So he ended up getting no jail time. Oh, wow. He was even supported by the whole community in spite of what he I did. I guess it's kind of like, um, like you know how they have physician-assisted suicide? But right, it was like... Right. Which is legal in, in some places. Spousal-assisted suicide. Mm-hmm. 
in the saddest way possible. Yep. Yeah, and I was surprised that basically everyone backed him. They're like, yeah, I mean, I don't think you should go to jail. And because of his plea, the findings by the psychiatrist, he uh, was set free, basically. Wow. And I, and I was I wasn't sure how I felt about that because he he had the wherewithal to smash the person he loved the most in the back of the head, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, and at that point, you don't really know what she wants. So, I mean, like, was he doing it for her, or was he just doing it for himself so he could be free of taking care of her? It's very... Well, his yeah, and his reason was, if he wasn't going to take care of her, um, then she was going to be put in a care home, and he wasn't going to let that happen. Oh, and I, right. I, I did forget to mention, too, shortly before this, he had a hernia surgery, and his health started to decline as well. So he was. So he, he was basically afraid wasn't like, going to be capable, and he knew that. Yes. Okay. 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 So he couldn't take yeah. care of her, and was afraid that, like, you know, he would die or whatever, and she would just be left to a home with no one, no family to look after her. So exactly. And so his solution was. That's oh, it. oh, that's so sad. He kept he kept his promise and kept her out of a care home. Uh yeah, he did. But I'm not sure how I feel about it. The whole I don't know. I think behind that's... him. Uh, I don't know. It's still a brutal thing. That's not the one I had seen, because the one I had seen was a husband killed his wife, but he had Alzheimer's, so he killed his wife, and then he forgot that he had killed his wife. Oh, no. That is, so. That's, I don't know. Is that... Did he kill her like, I on think purpose, he, or was like, he like in like a fit he of was having, confusion? Yeah, a state of confusion and didn't know who she was. Oh, wow. And had killed her. And then after, you know, when he had a moment of clarity and remembered who he was, he didn't remember that he had killed her and they had to tell him that he killed her. That's, that's And that terrible. was way too sad for me to read anything beyond that about. Yeah, that's... Oof, oof. So, yeah, that's poor Lawrence and Patricia. Would you, would you kill your husband? <laughs> what would you do? I mean... I wouldn't. I guess I if he like that, wanted me to. Nah, I feel like. My, I mean, my whole thing is I don't have to. I I would never be in that situation because again, like I think that trying to get someone else to kill you or um to like take care of you and not put you in a home and so they have to give up the rest of their life if you're unable to care for yourself is so unbelievably selfish that i wouldn't ask that of anybody else right right and if someone asked i you, mean like you'd put be me like, in a home they have like, some pretty fair. I'm not gonna promise dope that. things and like nice uh retirement communities so that's true that's true i'm into it i'm not <laughs> <laughs> you're ready yeah, just keep bringing me bottles of Cholula because I've heard they had bland food and I'll be good to go. Well, speaking of never killing your husband, even if he asks, why don't you tell me how you're going to kill him this week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So in my hypothetical murder, if I was going to kill my husband because he didn't ask me. Um. So <laughs> one of the things that I feel like I've been complaining a lot recently, like probably... Every single time we've recorded since March 12th mm -hmm. is uh, my husband going to the grocery store and forgetting things that are important to me that I want because I'm stuck at home. Yep. And pregnant. So um, I found this murder 
that happened in South Africa. And it was like a husband and wife and they went grocery shopping together during the day. And then they came back home and they were uh, drinking. So this is the real problem is they were drinking and the wife was cooking Mm -hmm. and they got into like some sort of argument about it. And the husband hit his wife over the head with something. Don't remember because I didn't write it down. And also I read it three times and it (laughs) didn't. It was um, not a word that meant I could like not relate anything to it. Like it, it was literally nothing I had ever heard before. Oh, and then okay. I should have. Okay, it wasn't something we're familiar with here in the states. No, no, no. It wasn't like it was like he hit her with a wooden spoon, and I just have two brain cells. <laughs> like it was something that is very specific. I'm assuming to um, South Africa or where they lived, and I didn't write it down and cannot remember. Got it. Got so it. he hit her in the head, basically, mm-hmm. um, and then she. She retaliated um, by throwing a bottle of mayonnaise at her husband, as you do. As you um, do. <laughs> but I like how so, the first object is just this unnamed mystical device, and then the, the second object is a bottle of mayonnaise. <laughs> I should have written it. I should have written it down. I feel really bad about that. But um, so she threw a jar of mayonnaise at him, and this must have been a glass jar. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Because it shattered and um, cut him. And specifically, um, it cut him, like, on his right upper arm, which left him um, bleeding profusely. Um, So he was bleeding a bunch. um, And then, basically, medical assistants and paramedics came Um, I couldn't find out, like, who called them or anything, but they arrived, and um, they tried to help him, and he refused um, any sort of medical treatment, Um, and then the couple continued drinking. (laughs) He's just too tough of a guy. Yeah, I don't, he was like, no, this is fine. It's just a little blood, Uh, what? He's, like, losing his mind, probably from blood loss. Um, so yeah i don't know but so then they just drank more before they went to bed and then when his uh wife woke up um the next morning it said like 5 a.m saturday morning she realized that her husband um was dead just blood out getting a jar of mayonnaise chucked at him okay so i googled it because i felt so bad um the it said that the man used a knob carry to strike the woman over her head while she was cooking. K N O B K E R R I E. Knob. Knob carry. carry. Oh, oh shit! That looks. That looks dead. That yep. That looks. It's dead literally AI. it's a short stick with a knob at the top. It's used for hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> her in the head with a hunting stick basically Um, so it says here that they throw it at animals um, or clubbing an enemy's head yeah so he just he he just did a prehistoric war on her head and then she she threw a jar of mayonnaise because she chucked mayonnaise at him what a shot (laughs) um also though um she got arrested which what 
Yeah. Blows my mind. I, I, like he I attacked could see her an investigation. Three, but... No, he attacked her. She threw mayo at him. Paramedics came and he was like, nah, dude, it's chill. And she actually got arrested. And then they arrested her. Well, what's your plan then? So you don't get arrested. <laughs> okay. So um this just reminded me of the incident with the sandwich fiasco where like he didn't bring the main sandwich meat, which is the whole fucking point of sandwiches. Um <laughs> And so instead of crying on the floor, I feel like I could have been justified to throwing a jar of mayo at him. Yeah. I, um, I, I would have however, believed that. However, like, one. our mayonnaise that we have is in a plastic jar. Yeah, I haven't seen um, mayonnaise I, in a glass jar in ages. They used to. Well, I was looking Not in sure our why. fridge for research, um, and I realized that, like, <laughs> most all of our condiments are in plastic containers, like mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard. Right, right. Even, like, our salad dressing is in, like, a plastic container. And I was like, well, everything's plastic, y'all. And then I realized we have a giant, beautiful jar of pickles. Like, a huge-ass jar of pickles. You know me. I I love a huge-ass, huge-ass, a (laughs) huge-ass, beautiful pickle. Well, fuck that joke. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you had to really really force that one out. Yep. I really had to force um, that like pickle out of my mouth. All right. The the woman got arrested, so I didn't just want to chuck a pickle jar at him because apparently that can get you in trouble. It's assault um, with a deadly. So uh, my prego per- murder plan, because everybody knows that pregnant people just want to eat pickles and ice cream, right? That's I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard of that, and I don't know why it's such a common thing, because any person I've actually talked to has never wanted to eat pickles or ice cream, and especially not together. Um, It's stuff like freaking orange juice and lemonade, okay? (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, french fries and a milkshake. Classic. Uh, uh, It doesn't sound good today either. No. Um, So what I was going to do is I was going to take my giant pickle jar. I'm telling you, it's like a Costco-sized glass pickle jar. Damn. Um, and I'm going to pour pickle juice all over the floor and into the fridge so it's like slippery. <laughs> then I'm going to ask him to go get a pickle uh-huh. for his poor pregnant wife. Um, and I'll also like loosen the lid so when he goes to pick up the heavy jar of pickles, it comes apart. Picks up the pickles. <laughs> in his grasp, it's like Peter, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickles. Pickled, pickled peppers. Oh, right. Still pickles. Just they're peppered pickles. All right. instead so of pickles. he he picks up the heavy jar. It comes apart. He does like a, you know, goofy move because he's not the most graceful human being because he's trying to catch it. He <laughs> slips on the um, juicy floor. Juicy. <laughs> it's just so moist in there. <laughs> Um, so he, um, falls, the pickle jar falls, um, it gets smashed everywhere. There's glass. He either falls on the glass or the glass falls on him. Um, hopefully cutting important veins. If it doesn't cut any important veins, my plan is just to wear some gloves and grab some like extraneous glass shards and then just shove them in important places. While he's in agony on the floor, probably with a so concussion. He, he on the floor and like hits his header and is slightly incapacitated. And then I just run over with some like extraneous pickle pieces and like shove them in his neck and cut some important arteries. And then immediately call the cops freaking out that my husband just ate shit with a jar of pickles. 
and then just hope he's a man and says, no, I don't, I don't need treatment. It's just a little blood. Well, I mean, he, this, the, the guy from the story died because it cut his arm. Mm -hmm. If I cut like his aorta or something, it would take way, way less time. So he could even be like, please help me. And they could be like, well, you don't know your blood type. So, <laughs> uh, which is a conversation we just had a week or two ago. I, I can't remember anything, and so I, in the last two weeks, have asked him if he knows his blood type eight times. I don't know why it's come up so often in conversations that I've been having, but, like, I just keep asking him, like, hey, well, what's your blood type? And he's like, I still don't know. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry. You just, wait, you just don't remember asking him that many times, or are you just bugging him about it? No, I just, I legitimately forget. <laughs> like, I, I know that I have asked him but I forget that he doesn't know. I feel like he's yeah, told me yeah. and I just can't remember what it is. And I'm always like, oh, wait, what is your blood type again? AB positive. And he's like, I don't know. Like, why do you keep assuming that? And I'm like, I. I hope he looks it up and you were right. I feel I feel like. Like you he just heard about this. it one time, one time years ago. And you remembered, but he. And it's he just stuck not. in my brain forever. Yeah. Probably. Except for I thought that like his mom had told me and then we i asked her one other time and she didn't know what it was yeah gotta check your so, sources gotta check your sources on that one yeah so i made it up <laughs> <laughs> uh that's pretty good it's pretty good mine actually has to do with food in the kitchen as well so i planned my hypothetical murder we're actually a food podcast now well just because I i'm mean, pregnant we're we're a food podcast foods a big deal and it usually comes up in our podcast somehow so maybe we'll announce that uh, at the end of the season because we don't have seasons uh that we're switching to a, a food podcast <laughs> no it's no. no longer death do us part it's bread do us part bread and now we're part. breaking making sourdough oh you want to switch this up and we'll just be a bread making podcast and we'll just podcast uh, while we make bread? You'd have to podcast with Nick because I don't care about bread that much. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, yeah, my plan is pretty simple, actually. It's about not putting stuff away. And so whenever we have, like, leftovers, um, if it's her leftovers specifically, and I've asked if she'll put something away, and she says, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. Do it later. And she doesn't. Um, I'm usually the last one to bed, and I'm usually the first one to get up with Sawyer and I'll take him downstairs before I start working. So I'm last to bed first up. So before I go to bed, if it hasn't been put away, I'll take her leftovers and set them out overnight, probably put them in the microwave so nobody can see them and just let all those dangerous bacteria breed all over just her let leftovers. Get so germy. Mm -hmm. So germy. <laughs> get it. <laughs> and uh, that's my name. That's the joke. <laughs> Just jokes, people. Just jokes. <laughs> and then I'll uh, put it back in the fridge the, when I get up in the morning. And if it's still not gone the next day, I'll, I'll take the leftovers out again, leave them out at night, and just inundate her immune system with food-borne illness time after time. Uh, and, and so it may not be salmonella. lethal the first time. It might not be lethal, but eventually there's going to be a lethal dose of something that has bred thousands upon thousands of times all over her leftover crab rangoons, which are her favorite. Ugh. So good. So good. And I'm, I'm not stupid. Like I, I don't go in there when there's leftover crab rangoons and go eat them myself. Um, 
I'll leave them in there for her. The children know it. Everyone knows it. And so nobody else will be eating those crab rangoons. And she won't even care if I keep ordering for them for her. And somehow she just keeps getting sick. But it can't be those fucking crab rangoons because they're her favorite. No, because they're literally little heaven pillows I, that you I, put um, in your mouth. We made orange chicken the other night and uh, we want to decide. So I just Uber eats some crab rangoons. And my daughter heard the delivery guy come and she's like, are those crab rangoons? <laughs> and she had no idea that we had even ordered him. I just ordered it on my phone, didn't say a word. But she knew crab rangoons were at the door that night. She just felt it. That's how prolific these are. She felt in the our family angels eyeing as they got dropped on your doorstep. And that will be the instrument of her death. Oh, man. Now I'm going to have slight fear whenever I eat those because I'm just going to think about like you <laughs> infusing them with bacteria. And it's crab, seafood. And cheese inside. I mean, come on. I know. So it's all the things that'll like really go bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still going to be delicious, though. It would still would eat. Yep. Would still eat. Doesn't matter. <laughs> what a way to go. At least we'll die with deliciousness. <sighs> hungry for pickles? Yeah. Are you hungry for pickles and rangoons? No, I'm just out of orange juice and I kind of want some more orange juice, but. I feel like I need you to You really Google. just drink like 20 ounces of orange juice? In okay, so I have to preference this. I fill the cup up completely with ice to the very, very top. Uh, okay. As okay. does Starbucks. Yep. Um, so I'm probably, it's not like I'm drinking th- like a whole entire 32 ounces of orange juice just straight. Um, that's maybe <laughs> half that. Well, we have been but talking yeah. an hour and you haven't had to get up and go pee yet. So I believe you. No, but I do now. So, like, the second we're done, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom Let's wrap this thing up here. (laughs) Um, But I have to Google first because I I just, for some reason, in my soul feel that there's a limit on how much orange juice you should drink. And I'm not sure what it is, but I'm about to find out. (laughs) You may have hit it already. Oh, Oh, I think I'm past it. I think they suggest you drink eight ounces, like one glass. Um, but I mean, like, what la- what level of orange juice becomes dangerous is more what I'm trying to look up. Uh, yeah, I don't We're know. beyond suggested serving size. <laughs> and on sure. that note, <laughs> um, while marriage is messy. Murder is messier. Don't you forget it. Get it? Because, you know, forgetting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was honestly thinking that was pretty generic. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck my brain. <laughs> <laughs>